Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Daf Maseches Kedushin is Daf Nun Dalid 54. We are beginning the last words of Nun Gimlam and Beis. And we're going to have four sections in today's Daf. First section in today's Daf, we're going to have Rav's explanation of Reb Meir, where he argues on Reb Yechanan's explanation we had yesterday. And then we'll bring a few challenges against Rav's explanation. Turning to the Dalim Rebbeis, we're going to have Barpada's opinion, which sides with Reb Yochanan against the position of Rav. The third section is going to be a psak of Rav Nachman Amar Rav Adabarahava regarding these two cases of Maeser Sheni and Hektish, one like Rameir and one like Rav Yehuda, and he'll bring Raya's to each. And the fourth and final section towards the bottom of the page, the Gemara challenges this psak of Rav Nachman Amar Rav Adabarahava as there appears to be Mishnayas that support Rav Yehuda's shita regarding Maeser Sheni, and therefore we'll have to contend with those. As we mentioned in the past, Be'ezus Hashem, our learning should be as a schus for our brethren throughout the world. Kaddish Baruch Hu should always protect us, and we should only see good things. Be'ezus Hashem. So let's get started. Amar Rav, the bottom of Nun Gimel Mubez. Yesterday, just to remember, we had the position of Rabbi Yochanan. Now Rabbi Yochanan explained, why is it that Rameyer in the Mishnah holds that when it comes to Hektish, B'shoigeg lo'kidesh b'mezid Kiddush. What's the reasoning for this? So Rabbi Yochanan explained the reason for it is because essentially there were two ways of understanding this, two different ways of looking at it, but there was a mistake that was made. Meaning if the man gave the woman Kiddushin, it turned out to be Hektish and it was Bishoigeg, so they didn't realize what it was. So as we said, there was two versions of this, two ways to look at it. Either she wouldn't be agreeable, had she known, they both wouldn't be agreeable. But either way, the position of Rabbi Yechanan explaining Rameir would then be that what emerges is only if there was a mazid, an intention to use this for hektish, in which case you're mischal, you make the money desecrated, would the hektish be desecrated and the kedushin therefore be binding? Otherwise, if it was b'shoigig and there was this mistake that was made, it would not be effective because we assume that mistake would not be acceptable either to her or to both of them. And that's how Rav Chizda really explained the money's not neschal either, whether it was marriage or it was sale, like we left off with yesterday. That's how Rabbi Yochanan explained Rameyer. Comes along Rav, and Rav disagrees with Rabbi Yochanan in that explanation. Omar Rav, says Rav, We've analyzed all the positions of Rameyer regarding Hektish. All the places in Shas Rameyer talks about Hektish. And we never find that Rameir's position is if the transaction of Hektish, which again is problematic, but it was Bishoigig, it would not be desecrated, it would not become mundane, means he wouldn't be Oivran Me'ila, and Bemezid, it would be effective. So therefore, Rav disagrees with Rabbi Yechon, and Rav says no. Really, what would happen is Rameir would hold. Bain b'shoigeg, bain b'mezid, whether the transaction was made b'shoigeg or mezid regarding hektish, it would be mischalil, it would be desecrated, and the kedushin should be binding. But then the question comes, well, why in the Mishnah does the Rameir say b'shoigeg, you're not mekudeshes? Says the, says the Gemara, u Mishnah says Rav, how do we explain our Mishnah b'shoigeg, you're not mekudeshes? 
We're specifically talking about a unique item. We're talking about the tunics that the Kohanim used to wear, which is hectish status, that had not been worn out. It means they're fully usable, properly usable. Now this is a unique type of hectish item. What's the uniqueness of it? Since those tunics were given to Kohanim to benefit from them. Now, what does it mean? It means, obviously, really, the Kohanim's garments are, spe- are meant to be used in Avaida. And that's in the pers- and the, pro- the proper usage that's meant to be used, because they're hectish, utilize them in the Avaida purposes. However, one would say, but the moment Avaida is over, they should have to take it off, as Rashi says, and remove it from them, so they're not wearing it even for a moment following the Avaida. But that's impossible. Because the Torah was not given to heavenly angels. So what it means to say is as follows. The Svara, if a guy is Mikadish a woman, with the, the garments of the Kohanim, the holy clothing of the Kohanim, why would that Why would that not be effective? The reason, the reason that there won't be considered Me'ila in this case, they won't be desecrated and the Kedushin won't be binding, which is how Rameir says Kiddish, is because since he used the garments of the Kohanim that are holy for Avoda, that are given to the Kohanim for their own benefit to some degree as well. As, as the Gemara just said, because it's impossible to assume the Kohanim will take it off immediately after the Avoda. So it's like the Torah gave a allowance almost for them to utilize it for their own benefit. Therefore, specifically when you're Mekadish a woman with such items that are hectish, Bishoge, you won't be able to be Mekadish the woman in that case. It's not Nishalel because in general it's not Nishalel even if they keep it on for a moment beyond the Avoidah. That's unique to this item, and it's important to mention. But Rameir would hold, if it was B'mezid, if he gave her these items B'mezid, so his intent is to desecrate them, the Kedushin would be binding. However, says Rav, not like Rabbi Yechanan, by general hectish items, if he was Mekadisher with those things, B'shoigig generally the halacha of Me'ila applies. So by Kedushin it would also apply. It would get desecrated and the Kedushin would be binding. It's specifically by these items where there's an allowance outside of a prohibited sort of way to use because that the Kohanim are bound to utilize them for their own benefit for a moment. So this type of an item, if he's Mekadosh or Bishoigig, there it's not Nishal, it's not going to become desecrated, and there the Kedushin is also not going to be binding. Now the Gemara continues and challenges Rav's understanding now with three questions, I believe. We're going to see questions against the position of Rav and Rameir. So Tashma, let's bring the first question against Rav. The Brisa says, Kasnas Kehuna Shabalu, the garments of Kohanim, the tunics of the Kohanim that are for the Avoida, and they become worn out. Moyalin Bohen, there is Me'ila if a person misappropriates them. Beshoigig means if Beshoigig, he uses them for his own benefit, he misappropriates, he's going to be Chayef because he's desecrated them and he's Chayef for Me'ila. Divra Meir, these are the words of Rameir. Now the Gemara assumes the fact that it says Shabalu is Lavdafka, the fact that it says that they're worn out, it's Lavdafka. So my love, says the Gemara, doesn't the Brisa mean to say, right, whether they're worn out or they're not worn out, there still would be the capacity to desecrate it and be chayef for me'ila. And this seems to be a kasha against Rav, who said since the Kohanim are going to be able to utilize them when they're not balu, when they're still usable, therefore you shouldn't be mekudeshes, according to a mayor. So Gemara says, Lai. no, that's not the shot in the Brisa. Balu dafka. When it says worn out, it dafka means they're worn out. And now where it's worn out, it makes sense why there is me'ila. Because once it's 
worn out and it's not given to the Kohanim to use for their own benefit anymore, as they're not using it anymore, that for the last moment before they take it off, there would be some inadvertent benefit from it. So now actually, B'Shoigig, you would be Chaya for Me'ilah, because there's no benefit that the Kohanim are allowed to be utilizing from it anymore after it's become worn out. And B'Shoigig would be Chaya for Me'ilah, just like general B'Shoigig. Not a kasha on Rav. Tashma, let's bring another question on Rav. Question two. The Brisa says, So Rashi explains to us the background over here. Rashi says as follows. There were certain shofaros, which were these shofar-shaped um, tzedakah boxes in the Beis HaMikdash. The person, people used to put their machatis shekel in. It was uh, narrower where the money would enter and wider as it would go down, so people couldn't take from it put their hands in it. So the point is, is that there were there were two different marked uh, areas. There was the charetin uh, and atikin. There was the taklin charetin and taklin atikin. There were the old, the new coins and the old coins. The new coins were the ones that were given this year, meaning that were given uh, either an adar or beyond that, as Rashi says, those were given, they didn't give an adar. When they were supposed to, if they gave later, it was put into this uh, pushka box, this tzedakah box that said charetin, the new ones, lashon chadash. Now those were used for Karbanas Tzibor, and certainly there's dinim of hektish with those monies because they're used for Karbanas Tzibor. Now the the Taklin Atikim, the old ones, it meant if a person didn't give for the entire year, and then he's giving the next year for last year's donations that he was meant to give, that would be put into a different one called the old coins, literally, Taklin Atikin. And what's going to happen to those is that they would be used for Shiori Alishka, meaning they would be used for fixing up the city, Choma uh, Seir, as we'll see momentarily. Now, based on that, the Gemara is going to have a machlokis seemingly in this b'risa. Is there a concept of me'ilo when it comes to those coins that are put in the taklin atikin? Means the, the, the pushka, the tzedakah box, that was to be used for the shiori alishka for fixing up the walls of the city. So says the Gemara like this, Tashma, mo'elim b'chadetin. So, there is certainly going to be me'ilah if a person desecrates or utilizes for his own benefit the new coins because those are for karbanas tzibur, so that has full hektish status. Ve'ein mo'yalim ba'atikim. Now there's no me'ilah when it comes to the old coins, those that were given, that were meant to be given last year, that were given this year, because since those were going to be used for the city, therefore there's no me'ilah associated with them as that's not the same as hektish. Now the girso we have in parentheses is Diver Reb Yehuda. Rashi learns this gear, so we're going to read this in now. We'll explain. Taisvis doesn't want to learn this way because we'll see from the Teretz of the Gemara. But Rabbi Huda's position seems to be, since the coins that were given, that were meant to be given last year, that were given this year, were going to be utilized for only for the Shiori Alishka, those things that were going to be used for fixing up the city, as Rashi says, all the things that were needed for fixing up the city, but not for Karbanos, there's no Mi'ila associated with it. You're not allowed to benefit from it, but there wouldn't be a chiv of mi'ila if you would. Rabbi Meirai, Meirai Meir in the Brisa argues, and he says, and there even is mi'ila associated with the old coins. Because Rabbi Meir used to say, there is mi'ila associated with the remnants of the lishka, meaning the coins that were going to be utilized for fixing up the city. Says the Gemara, so Rabbi Meir seems to hold even the coins that would be used for building up the city or fixing up the walls of the city, those would also have me'ila associated with it. Vamai, but Lachora, the way you explained Rav, these are very similar to Kasnas Kehuna Shalai Balu. Why? Nemo, we should say, since those stones, those walls, are given to have some inadvertent benefit. As Rashi says, the 
good likelihood is, what's going to happen is, people are going to either sit in the shade of those walls or sit on those stones, etc. And therefore, what do you see? There should be a leniency, or in this case, the inability for being chayef for me'ila, because anyways, there is going to be some inadvertent benefit received from these monies in their usage. Because the Torah wasn't given to heavenly angels. Because we know that those monies were used to build up the walls of the city to fix them, as well as the towers. It's not like the Mishnah in Shkolem tells us, the structure of the city walls and their towers, and all the needs for the city, so says the Gemara, you see, Rav, your Svara is not true, because even though there is some inadvertent benefit that will be associated with this, nonetheless, there still is Me'ila B'Shoigig. So you see, we don't say that Svara, and back in the Mishnah, you can't say Rameir says B'Shoigig, like Kiddush, is not effective, because those garments were going to be used by the Kohanim, because even in a place where there is that inadvertent benefit, there still is Me'ila B'Shoigig, according to Rameir. So the Gemara answers, Loi Tamer Rameyer. Don't say that that second opinion in the Brisa was Rameyer. In Achinami, it's not Rameyer, because Rameyer himself would hold, just as you said, just as Rav said, since there would be some inadvertent benefit that could be received, not by doing an Isser necessarily, there's no Me'il Abishoigeg either. Rather, it's the position of Rabbi Yehuda. It means, as Rav explained the Machlekes in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda would hold, even though there is this inadvertent benefit, still you're able to be Mikudashes B'Shoigeg with the uh, hektish coins, as we explained in the Mishnah, because Me'ila in general is Nishal, is desecrated, and the Kedushin will be able to be effective B'Shoigeg. Now, it's just important to note over here, the fact that we're changing that to Rabbi Yehuda, if you learn like Rashi that Rabbi Yehuda, there was a Girs of Rabbi Yehuda in the Brisa before in the, as the Tanakama, so really what it should be is an Epoch, meaning we're switching Rabbi Yehuda and Rameir's opinions. So Taisvis says because of that, and it doesn't say Epoch in the Gemara, the implication is we weren't Gairus the words Divir Rabbi Yehuda. Rather, it just, it just was a Tanakama and Rameir. Now all we're saying really is, is Rabbi Yehuda is, not, is the second opinion, not the opinion of Rameir, but he wasn't mentioned prior. But either way, we've answered that Rameir maintains his position as explained by Rav, that in Echanami, if there was some outside benefit that they could receive from it, like the Kohanim benefiting from their clothing or the people benefiting from the walls of the city, we would say, there wouldn't be Me'ila B'Shoigig, because anyways, these are things that are given to be benefited from. So Tashmah, the Gemara brings the final proof against Ravna. The Tanya, the Brisa explains, Amr Yishmal Bar Avnei Yerushalayim Shenashru. It says, if the stones of Yerushalayim had been dislodged, so the stones of the city that were from the coins of the Beis Hamik, we'll see actually momentarily, which status, Lachar, we're going to assume now is like Hektish. So says the Gemara, if they become dislodged, so Meir says there is me'ila. If you desecrate them, use them for your own benefit, there is desecration, and you're chayef for me'ila. So you see, even though those are stones of the city, lachar people could benefit from them. Nonetheless, there still is me'ila b'shoigig. So the Gemara says again, Maybe it's Rabbi Yehuda who argues on Rameir in the Mishnah and says b'shoigig kidesh. Rameir doesn't agree with that, as Rav explained, because since you could benefit from them, there's no kiddush in b'shoigig because they're not neschalim. Says the Gemara, the problem is you can't say the ton of this price is Rabbi Yehuda because here Rabbi Yehuda, Yerushalayim, Mikdisha. 
According to Rabbi Yehuda, we're going to show from a Mishnah Masechus Nedarim that Yerushalayim and its walls and its stones were not sanctified like Hekdish to be Chayef for Me'ilah. Because Vatsanan, the Mishnah Nedarim says, if a person says about a piece of bread, this piece of bread is Asra, Re'a lie. This bread, ke'imra, like the sheep, referring to the korban tamid. Kedirim, like the pens that used to house the korbanos. Ke'etzim, like the wood of the mizbeach. Ke'ishim, like the fires of the mizbeach. Ke'heichal, like the sanctuary. Ke'mizbeach, like the altar. Ke'erushalayim, like Yerushalayim. So the Tanakhama says these are all effective. But Rabbi Yudah, Eimer, Kala, Eimer, Yerushalayim, Loyamar, Klum. He argues and says, if you utilize Yerushalayim to create this uh, Isser, it's not going to be effective. So you see clearly, Rabbi holds that there is not Kedusha inherent in Yerushalayim and its stones to create this Nedr. And also, says the Gemara, it shouldn't be effective in terms of being Chayev for Me'ilah, therefore, because there's no Hekdish associated with it. Must be this price is like Rameir and it's a Kashan Rav. The Chitema, maybe you'll say, the difference is, Mishum Delay Omar Ki Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yehuda in the, in the Mishnah in Dharam is saying, it's because you didn't use the letter Kaf as the Atfasa to create the Neder, but if you did use the Kaf, it would be effective because it has Hektish status. Fatanya, the problem is, we have a Brisa that says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Kala Omer Ki Yerushalayim, Layamar Klumach, Yidr B'davar Yerushalayim. Even if you say with a Kaf, it's not an effective Neder until you actually use Atfasa. Of something that's brought in Yerushalayim, i.e. Karbanos, something that's really hectic. So you see clearly Rabbi Yehuda holds the stones of Yerushalayim are not sanctified. And the Bryce that seems to imply that there's no Me'ila, or there is Me'ila, excuse me, associated with it, is like Rameir, not like Rabbi Yehuda, and it comes out of Kasha against Rav. Turning to Nadal and Mubez, and for the Gemara, Trey Tanoi Nenu Va'alibad Rabbi Yehuda. Enochinami. There has to be two authors within the position of Rabbi Yehuda. Now one author would hold Kirushalayim, Yerushalayim doesn't have hectic status, there's no Me'ila associated with it, which is deduced from that Mishnah Meseches Nedarim. The Nedar wouldn't be effective, and also there's no Me'ila associated with using the stones of Yerushalayim. However, the Brisa we quoted above that we're changing our merit to hold like Rabbi Yehuda is a different Tana in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that Rabbi Yehuda holds Yerushalayim does have such a hectic status, and there is Me'ila by benefiting from the stones of Yerushalayim, and therefore we could say it's not like Rameyer, and Rameyer's position, as explained by Rav, is still upheld. Okay, now this is all in the position of Rav, as we explained, who holds not like Rabbi Yechanan, unlike Rabbi Yechanan who's saying that it was a Ta'us, and therefore, Bishoyeg wouldn't be Kiddush because they either she wasn't she wouldn't have been agreeable. They both wouldn't have been agreeable. Rav says really, Bein Bishoyeg Bein Mezid, according to Rameir, would be effective. Specifically, we're talking about using an item that had some sort of a capacity to be benefited from, even though it has hektish status. So specifically, then we say Bishoyeg like Kiddush. Now the Gemara says back. Barpada is going back to support the position of Rabbi Yechanan. So Amar Ula Mishmei Barpada. I'm going to have two two level two steps of explaining it. Amar Ula Mishmei de Barpada. So Ula said the name of Barpada. Moving on to the second section now. Hayer a mayor. Oimer de Barpada. Oimer. Amar Ula Mishmei de Barpada. Oimer Hayer a mayor. A mayor used to say, "Hektish b'meizid mischalal b'shoigigin mischalal." Hektish. Say monies. If it was used b'meizid intentionally, it's desecrated. Bishoyge gets not desecrated. This time, money is in general, and that's why in our Mishnah, if you use hektish money to makadish the woman, according to a mayor, the mezid you're not you're, you are married. Bishoyge you're not married. Now, in this version of Ula Amr in the name of Barpada, 
The only time the Torah says if you use monies of hektish, b'shoigig, there would be a chilol associated with it, a me'ila associated with it, is that you'll be chayiv a korban me'ila for it, but it doesn't become desecrated. Now this is a little bit illogical, so immediately the Gemara challenges this and says, but if the monies have not become desecrated, as you've explained, carbon so why are you chayiv a korban me'ila? It doesn't make sense. Ellis the Gemara says, now let's re-explain Barpada. Ki Ravin parish mishmeid de Barpada. When Ravin came, he explained Barpada differently. He says as follows. And we really alluded to this yesterday. Aymer Hayer Amer, Amer explained, Hektish b'mezid mischal b'shoigigin mischal. Again, if you used monies of Hektish for your own benefit, you bought something with it, let's say. So b'mezid, it would be, it would become desecrated. And therefore b'mezid, if you married a woman, you're mekudashis. B'shoigigin mischal, b'shoigigin would not become desecrated, as we explained, because it retains its status, it was a mistake, and the money is still Hektish. Like Rabbi Yechanan explained yesterday. The only time we say it would be desecrated and it would lose its hectic status. That's only if you consume it. Rashi says, for example, if you have a bread of hectish or a candle of hectish and you eat it or you burn it down, etc. In all these cases where you destroy it, you consume it, there you'll be even and that's a full chiv of me'ila. But if it's money that you're spending on hektish, money hektish money that you're spending, that would not be considered nischal b'shoigig because it was a mistake, as we explained. One of them wasn't acceptable of this transaction. Money retains its hektish status, and you're not chayiv from me'ila, and you can't be mikdash a woman for that. Barpada essentially is supporting the position of Rabbi Yochanan we had yesterday. Beautiful. Let's move on to the third section now. Now we had. What comes out is we have two machlokesim. We have machlokes Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda regarding Meister Sheni as well as hektish in association with Kiddushin. So Rav Nachman Amar Rav Barahava says now a psak. Amar Rav Nachman Amar Rav Barahava like this. Halachik Rameir b'maisers. Number one. Halach is like Rameir regarding maisers. Regarding maiser, we're going to say, if you're Mekadosh or with Maiser Sheni, since Maiser Sheni, according to Rameir, is considered momen gavoya, it's Hashem's money, it's not yours to use for Kiddushin. Both Bishayi again b'mezid, there's no Kiddushin. Because we have a Stam Mishnah, as we're going to see related to the opinion of Basil, it's like a Stam Mishnah that supports Rameir's contention, Maestro Sheni is Maman Gavoya. Halachic Rabbi Yehuda Behektish continues with Nachman, and Halachas like Rabbi Yehuda regarding Hektish, that Beshoigeg your Mikudeshes, Bemezid you're not Mikudeshes. Again, because there's a different Stam Mishnah, we're going to see a Stam Tana that supports the position of Rabbi Yehuda in this regard. So let's look at the proofs now. Where do we find that there's a Stam Tana who seems to support Rameir that Meiser is Maman Gavoya and therefore Kedushin wouldn't be effective both Peshagig and Bemezid because it's not yours to give for Kedushin. It's not. So the Mishnah Meiser Sheni teaches us as follows. Karam Ravai. Karam Ravai is the grapes of the fourth year which are meant to be eaten in Yerushalayim similar to Meiser Sheni. But now we're going to have a Machlaikis. Is it exactly like Meiser Sheni in Halacha or not exactly? So Bishamai says, if you wanted to redeem your Kerem Ravai onto money and take the money up to Yerushalayim and eat that there, you would not have to add a fifth. It means unlike my Sershani, that if you would transfer it onto money, you do. If it's Kerem Ravai, you don't have to. The Ein Bior, it also does not have the normative getting rid of halacha, meaning in the third and sixth year, there's halacha, you need to remove all the maestros from your house, which is applicable to my Sershani. It says Beis Shammai, it's not applicable to Kerem Ravai. It has both of these halachas. If you transfer it onto money, you have to add a fifth, like Maeser Sheni. And if uh, it's the third or sixth year, you have to make sure you give these Maeser, this Karim Revised, to the proper people that it needs to go to as well, in your 
Beis Shammai Yomrim continues the Gemara. Beis Shammai say Yesh Lei Peret Viyesh There's another halacha. Beis Shammai says is that also has halacha of Peret and Oilalois. Now the Torah says regarding Peret and Oilalois, it has to be Karmicha. It has to be your vineyard. Uh, Peret is the fallen grapes when you're harvesting, which are meant to be left for the poor. So if it's your own produce, you leave some grapes behind, you have to leave it for the poor. The Yeshlo Eilalais, also if it's underdeveloped, it's like a line, instead of having the shoulders of a normal grapes, like a triangle shape, you also have to leave it for the poor. And therefore, Beis Shammai say, it's not considered uh, like regular produce in that regard. Since it's not considered like regular produce, Excuse me, it is considered regular produce in that regard, and therefore it's considered karmacha, and you have to leave these items for the poor people, the parrot and the ololos, like you would for your own crops. Basil says, no, it does not have that halacha of parrot and ololos to be left behind. It's not considered uh, karmacha, as Rashi says, because it's mom and gavoya, it's like Hashem's money that he's giving to you, it's not your vineyard, and therefore you don't have to leave those items behind for the poor people. Okay, that's the end of the Mishnah in Maishashem. My time at the Beis Hillel asks the Gemara. So Kulagas means you take it all to the to the um, wine press, meaning you can benefit from all of it. So my time at the Beis Hillel, what is the reasoning of Beis Hillel and the Reisha, where we say that it does that it's, that it has the regular halacha of Chaimish uh, adding a fifth, as well as it has beer in the third and sixth year. So the Gemara says Gamri Kaidish Kaidish Mi Meister. There's a Gezer Shava Kaidish Kaidish from Meister. Ma Meister Yesh Lechaimish Veish Lebeir. Just as Meister Sheni has these halachas that you have to add a fifth if you redeem it onto money, as well as it has beer in the third and sixth year, you have to get rid of it, give it to the people necessary here in Yerushalayim. Also regarding Karam Ravai, it has those halachas. So it would come out that Basil holds, Karam Ravai is equivalent to Meiser Shani, based on the Gzir Shavu. B'Shamay says it does not have those halachas of Meiser Shani, because they don't have Gzir Shava, and Gzir Shava is only taught from Rebbe to Talmud, they didn't have that Misora. And therefore, it's exempted from the halachas of Chaimish uh, and Biur. Now let's analyze this. If Beis Hillel says it's like Meiser, Karim Ravai is like Meiser, so Keman Sfiralu, in accordance with, with which of the opinions we had before, how we view Meiser, would Beis Hillel follow, Reb Meir or Reb Yehuda? Again, Reb Yehuda's opinion is that Meiser Sheni is considered. Uh, is considered Momon Hedjot. And that's why B'mezid, actually, you could be married if you used Meisr Sheni intentionally. So says the Gemara, let's analyze. According to Beis Hillel, Karim Ravai is like Meisr Sheni, and it has these halachas, Kiman Sfirlu. So in accordance with whom does Beis Hillel agree? Ika Reb Yehuda, if it's like Reb Yehuda, and it's Momon Hedjot, so am I Kul Lagas? That's Karmicha. Why would you say you could keep it? You don't have to take off Peret and Oilalais. It, should be cool. it shouldn't be Kul Lagas. You should have to take those off because that's Karmicha. You shouldn't be allowed to benefit from all of it. You should have to leave the Matnas Aniyim for them. Ha'omer Meisr Momon Hedjot, but Reb Yehuda holds it's Momon Hedjot. El Elav, the Gemara says it must be that Beis Hillel sides Karameyer, that it's like Karameyer, and you see that Beis Hillel sides with the opinion of Karameyer. It's Momo and Gavoya, and therefore, since it's not your money, it's Momo and Gavoya, therefore, you don't have to give off Parrot and Oilalois as you would for your own produce. And Kulagas, says the Gemara, since Beis Hillel is like a Stamishna, because we paskin like Beis Hillel over Beis Shammai, says Rav Nachman, there's a Raya that we paskin like Beis like Beis Hillel, and therefore like Remeyer, regarding Maestro Shani, because it's not yours, it's Mamun Gavai. Okay, so that's the Raya that we pass in like, 
um, like Rameya regarding Maeser Shane. But Kirab Yehuda, Behektish Maihi. Now, where do we find a source that we pass in like Rabbi Yehuda regarding Hektish that Beshoige would be Kiddish, Bemeza like Kiddish? To Tanan, because the Mishnah of Mesechas Me'ila teaches us, Shilach Biyad Pikech, if a Gizbar sent Hektish monies in the hands of a competent individual. Rashi says the contrast is the ratio was talking about Cherashite Vekatam, but really this isn't the important part. If he sent Hektish monies in the hands of a competent individual, Veniskar. Now, Veniskar means both the sender, the Gizbar, the representative of Hektish, as well as the Shliach remembered that it was Hektish monies. Before the Shliach already got to the Chenvani and purchased uh, whatever it was that the Gizbar sent him to purchase the using the Hektish money. So that means both the Gizbar, the representative of Hektish, and the Shliach knew that this was Hektish money before the transaction was was, was made. Before, essentially, the Me'ila was ha- happened. So the halacha is, therefore, both Gizbar and uh, Shliach are both b'mezid, and you're not chayah from Me'ila b'mezid. So therefore, says the, says the Mishnah in Me'ila, chenvani The chenvani, the unfortunate store owner here, since he's the only one b'shoigig, when he takes that money and then uses it to buy something else, he is the shoigig over here, and he's going to be chayev for Me'ila, whereas the first two, since they were b'mezid, they're not going to be chayev for Me'ila. And what we see from here is, b'shoigig, the money is nischalil, b'mezid, the money is not nischalil. Hence, we have a proof to Rabbi Yehuda that if, a person is Makadish woman with monies of hektish, Beshoigeg, the Kedushin will be uh, effect, effective because it's desecrated, but may is it not because the monies are not desecrated. And that supports Rebuta's contention in our Mishnah. So beautiful. Nachman in the name of Rabbi Barahava said a psak like Remeyer that Maeser Sheni is Momon Gavoya, and therefore Bein B'Shoigeg, Bein B'Mezid, there's no Kedushin. He brought a Raya from a Mishnah, Maeser Sheni, and he brought a, and he brought a Raya also that we pass him like Rabbi Yehuda regarding hektish, that it's Beshoigig Kiddush, because it's Nischal, it's desecrated, versus Mezid, it's not desecrated, and the Kiddush is not binding. Varaya from Mishnah Maeser Sheni. Moving on to the next section now, Gemara is going to bring three questions challenging this conclusion of Rav Nachman, as we're going to show there are actually Mishnayas that seem to imply, also regarding Maeser Sheni, we pass him like Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Meir. Asks the Gemara, but don't we have Mishnayis that support Rav Na, that support Rabbi Yehuda regarding Maeser Sheni as well that it's Momon Hedjait and therefore Bemezid you could be married but the Mishnah tells us in Maeser Sheni now if somebody redeems his own Maeser Sheni so he had Maeser Sheni and he was transferring his Maeser Sheni onto monies so he has to add a fifth because we know that that's the halacha is he has to add an extra fifth onto the monies that he's transferring the Kedusha of the Maeser Sheni onto. And the Mishnah finishes off, Whether the Maeser Sheni was his own, or it was gifted to him from somebody else. Now, at this point we're assuming the Maeser Sheni itself was gifted by somebody else, so when he transfers those produce of Maeser Sheni onto money, he has to add a fifth. Says the Gemara money. Now, who is the author of this Mishnah? And this is a Stam Mishnah. If it's Remeyer, the problem is Remeyer holds Maeser Sheni's Momon Gavoya. The problem with that is Once it's already Maeser Sheni, that means the original owner received it. From Hashem, Momon Gavoya. 
He's the only one that if he transferred that produce onto monies, he'd have, to, he'd have to add a fifth. Because we know if somebody else does, he doesn't have to add a fifth. Could the original owner give it to this fellow as a gift and enable this fellow to add a fifth if he transferred it onto money? It's not his to give. But it's moment govaya according to a mayor, and therefore it's not that fellow's to give to this other person who's now transferring it onto money, the Maishasheni onto money, because it's Momon Gavaya, so it was gift it was given from Shulchan Gavaya, from Hashem to this the original fellow. The fellow who gives it to this fellow now, the other fellow, he's not high to add a fifth if it was gifted to him. So why does the Mishnah say he has to add a fifth? Elalav, it must be Rabbi Yehuda. It must be that this Mishnah supports Rabbi Yehuda. But Meister Shani is Mamun Hedjet, and therefore it is his to give to the other fellow, and now it becomes the other fellow's to the degree that it'll be high to take off of to add a fifth if he transfers that Meister Shani onto money. So we have a Stam Mishnah supporting Rabbi Yehuda's contention Meister Shani is Mamun Hedjet. Kashan Rav Nachman. And for the Gemara, like, no, not a Kasha. Really, this Mishnah could be like Reb Meir. Oh, but the problem is, if it's like Reb Meir, he shouldn't be able to give a gift to this recipient to make him the official owner to add a fifth, if it's really Momon Gavoya. So the Gemara answers, It wasn't that the original owner gave it when it was, already was Maeser Shani, because if that was the case, he would not add a fifth now, the new recipient. Rather, the case is, the original owner gave it to this new recipient while it was still Tevel, meaning before it had been tithed, un- untithed produce, and this Mishnah holds, if the Maestras hadn't yet been removed, it's as if they're not removed. It's completely not an, exi- not an existence. So now when the new recipient removes it, he is being Zoyche in it from Momon Gavaya, from Hashem, and therefore he's the owner to be Chayev to take off that extra fifth when he transfers it onto monies. Tashma, similar proof. The Gemara says another mission of Maishasheni. It says, If a person redeems, and it's a similar thing to Karam Ravai, it's just regarding other fruit trees. In the fourth year, the halacha is you take those fruits up to your shalim and eat them there. So if somebody redeems those fruits, onto, transfers those fruits onto monies, Maishif alav say again, similar lashon. It says, he adds a fifth onto the monies because he transferred the fruits of Netta Ravai onto them. Again, whether it was his netaravai or it was gifted to him, says the Gemara again, money. Now, who is the author over here? We're assuming again the netaravai was gifted to him. If it's Remeyer, could someone else give him netaravai to make him the real owner to be chayev, to add a fifth if he transferred those produce onto money? The problem is the fact that we're saying over here you have to add a fifth implies that we're making that Gezerah Shava like Basil made when we brought above in this on this Amud that your Chayv when it comes to Net Ravai or Karim Ravai it's deduced from Maeser Sheni. And now if it's deduced from Maeser Sheni, so then it should be the same as Maeser Sheni that it's Momon Gavoya. And if it's Momon Gavoya, the other fellow cannot really transfer ownership of it to the recipient if he's transferring Net Ravai to him because that's not gifted to the recipient from moment from Hashem. It's being given from someone who doesn't really own it, and therefore the recipient's not the owner. So why is he have to take off and add an extra fifth? Love, it must be the reason he's able to gift it and make the new recipient the real owner. It's like Kirby Yehuda. It's like Kirby Yehuda who says it's Momon Hedjet, and he could transfer it to make the fellow the new owner. So you have another Mishnah that supports Rabbi Yehuda regarding Meister Shania. For the Gemara, Lailam Rameyer, really it's like Rameyer. Vachav Mayaskina, what are we dealing with here in this case is 
If it was after it was already made net to Ravai and he transferred over to somebody else, the other fellow is not the owner because that's Maman Gavai, it's not yours to give. The other fellow would not add a fifth if he transferred that produce onto money. But this is talking about he gave it to the recipient before it was Chayev in net to Ravai, when it was still at the Smadar stage, which is a budding stage. It's not yet Chayev in net to Ravai. So when he transfers it over, it's not as if he's transferring it to Ravai. It's like Tevel in a certain way. Uta like Rabbi Yaisi, and this is not like the position of Rabbi Yaisi, Smadar Pri. Now Rabbi Yaisi holds when it comes to Smadar, it's already considered a fruit that if it's Arla, it's already prohibited. But the point is, Arla means in the first three years. We don't pass them like Rabbi Yaisi. This mission is not following Rabbi Yaisi. It's not considered a fruit. Since it's not considered a fruit yet, it's not Chayav Net to Ravai. It's not Chayav Net to Ravai yet. When he gives it over to the other fellow, and then the other fellow removes the Net to Ravai after, he is actually receiving this from Maman Gavaya. He's the owner, and that's why he's Chayav to take off, uh, to add an extra fifth if he transfers it onto monies. Tashmas, the Gemara brings a third and final proof against Rav Nachman. And this is a Mishnah Maeser Sheni as well. Mashachimenu Maeser Besela. Mishnah says like this. Somebody is selling his Maeser to another person. And the buyer did Meshicha when the Maeser Sheni was worth a Sela. So he did Meshicha on the produce when it was worth a Sela. Now, he didn't have the ability to pay back, to pay the owner of that Meister Shani until the value of the Meister Shani increased to two, to two, uh, two Sela. Now it's worth more. Says the Mishnah, The Koina, the acquirer, the buyer here, only has to pay a Sela, and he benefits a Sela. The way Gerson Rashi is, meaning, when he did Meshicha, the Meshicha became his, even though he hasn't paid yet, we look at that as the transaction that makes it effective already. So when it went up, went up in value, went up in value in the buyer's domain already. Now, Meshicha is effective when it comes to normal, regular person, interpersonal transaction. When it comes to Hektish or Gavoya, even you actually need some sort of a transfer of money. So says the Gemara, money. Who's the author of this Mishnah? Elam or a mayor, if it's Rikr Mayor, I miss Dr. Basella, why does he benefit a seller? The Torah says regarding Hektish, if you want to redeem it, you actually have to give money. And he didn't give money here, so we should have to pay two Sela. Alalav, it must be Rabbi Yehuda, this is the position of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds Maeser Sheni is considered Momon Hedget, and the transaction is already sealed with the Meshicha, like regular Hedget transactions. And we have a Stam Mishnah that supports Rabbi Yehuda, Kashan Rav Nachman. So what the Gemara says is, Enachinami. Well, Rabbi Yehuda, really, this Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda, as you're saying. It implies that Maeser Sheni is considered Momon Hedget, but Vahachachat Stama, Vahachatrestami. But we have one Stam Mishnah that supports Rabbi Yehuda which is the one we just quoted in Maeser Sheni. That seems to imply Maeser Sheni is considered Momon Hedjit. And we have, really it says two, but really it's in multiple places in Shas, that Rebbe put this Mishnah that implies Maeser Sheni is considered Momon Gavoya. Rashi quotes two of them as Maeser Sheni and Adios. So therefore, two verses one, or multiple verses one, will side with the multiple times that it says, like Rameyer, that it's Momon Gavoya, not Momon Hedjit. Says the Gemara, but I understand. But in general, if we say when Rebbe put a Stam Mishnah in Mishnayis, he didn't put an author, we paskin like that. So Mali Mali Tre What's the difference if it's one time or two times? We should still paskin like that. Once you have a Stam Mishnah, that should be a solid proof that we paskin that way. And if so, 
there should be a good proof. We pass like Rabbi Yehuda from the Mishnah Meister Shani that seems to say Mashiach is effective, that it's Momon Hedjai. So I'm Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak, no, Halachik or Meir, we're going to follow a Meir's Psak, that Meister Shani is considered Momon Hedjit, not Momon not Momon Gavai, not Momon Hedjit, Hoyel Vitznan Bebechirasa Kavosei. Since it was taught in the choicest of Masechtas like him, Adias is considered something, as Rashi says, the Masechta of Adias that was taught from all the great leaders, and Allah follows them. Like those are the Psak Halacha. So since the Mishnah that teaches Maeser Sheni is Momon Gavoya and not Momon Hejit is listed in Adias specifically, that's why we're going to pass in like Rameir says Rav Nachman Amaravada Barahava, that Maeser Sheni is Momon Gavoya. And bein b'shayig bein mezid, you're not mikudeshes because it's not able to be, it's not yours to utilize for kedushin, and therefore not like Rabbi Yehuda, even though there is a stam mishnah that supports Rabbi Yehuda's contention that it's momon hedjud. We're stopping here at the bottom of Mandalin with base. As Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Nun Hey. In the meantime, I want to wish everybody a wonderful day.